Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Damaris Maria G, Integrative Family Nurse Practitioner. And we're discussing today um, the part two of what I consider optimal wellness. And we had finished the last discussion on quality connections. And I hope each and every week you really are building up quality connections, whether that's with your family, your friends, meeting people online, meeting people around, even though that we are in the middle of this midst of a pandemic, um, can you still find a time to be kind, be gentle, be Um, Say hello, even if you have to wear a mask. Um, I know that it may be um, challenging. We do have to keep a six feet distance, but that doesn't mean we don't have to show that we care. So from that, in addition to the quality connections, you also want to make sure that you're avoiding the toxic ones. So you're trying to make sure you're building up positive connections and decreasing a lot of that um, negative um, talk and the negative um, toxic relationships. Um, another one of those additional talks and discussions, um, that I consider part of optimal wellness is spiritual health. Now, spiritual health is different for many people that may mean your faith and how you are with your, um, an organized religion or what, who you believe in. And, and that is in its, in itself can be many things, but when I talk about spiritual health, it's not even just that it's bringing and encompassing a wellness that integrates this cultivation of appreciation of life, um, having good morals, good ethics, um, there's no like understanding right and wrong, but really choosing the good path, um, ability to survive even in the toughest times, a resilience. So spiritual health encompasses many aspects, but maybe that is for you in addition, your faith, whether um, you are praying, whether you are meditating, whether you are just in a quiet moment. There are many parts of this that um, you can encompass in your life because it will bring you more hope and more comfort and more um, energetic feelings. And sometimes, especially with faith, you may not see things happening, but that does not mean that the miracles are not um, being born or the energy being um, transferred has not happened. We are there are things that are not really explained always, and you know, um, but they still have purpose. They still are, give us peace or they still, the struggle helps. Um, when you have a spiritualness within you, you are able to find and cultivate 
and grow from those struggles and kind of um, gets you through. So spiritual health and can encompass many parts for someone, you know, everyone has a different way of saying that, you know, their core meaning, maybe whoever they choose, um, their, their, um, their, whether they want to say God or no God, even if it's a no God, what, what is beyond for them that gives them support? Um, what is a deeper meaning for them? Um, How are they uh, presenting themselves in the world on a daily basis? Are you being ethically, um, morally good? Are you putting out into the world more love and kindness? Or are you finding yourself more negative? So that um, energy that you reflect will come back. So as people have talked about that law of attraction, what you put out into the world will come back to you tenfold. But when you put out the more positive energy and positive thinking and positive thoughts, the psychology and, and um, will reflect your life in the way you feel. Um, gentle movement and energetic movements like yoga and Ki Jung, I say it wrong, but basically gentle movements that kind of move the energy through. Sometimes traveling also can give you a spiritualness because you're seeing other cultures and becoming observant of different wonders in the world. And you're connecting with people's different paths and what they do for their selves of wellness. Maybe it may not be something that you do, but it may be something that they do to help cultivate a different spiritual or advisor or counselor or someone in them that helps help them grow. Um, and like I said, always trying to have, um, take the high road and not the low road. And that is an aspect of spiritual health and, you know, finding the, um, the overall meaning and things, even if they may not exist and whatever that is for you. Sometimes it's literally just taking a pause and a moment, like, just like this. And being okay with that. My next aspect of optimal wellness for an individual is actually body love, sexual health. So body love I put in here because I think we go through life not really loving ourselves, whether that's the physical body, the mental body, or ourselves at a whole. And we kind of um, don't have the awareness and the alignment of who we are really is also another reflection of how we are going to feel. And I add in sexual health because loving your body right here and right now is an important part because what may happen to some individuals and not everyone, but there may have been a previous history of abuse trauma, sexual trauma, emotional abuse, something in someone's life may have triggered them to do things that to their body or harm themselves in a manner that has not made them well overall. In addition to that, your sexual health has factors into this and can be reflected by hormone imbalance too. So it's a little complicated. You know, you go into thinking about your overall um, image and how you feel, but that also can affect how your sexual health is and your overall health 
because the previous trauma sits there and builds up and can actually um, is even affected in the hormones. And, and it's quite complex, but when you really look at it, um, your life from birth to here, you know, the stressors um, can increase uh, the adrenals and then affects the hormones into the thyroid, and then eventually affects the hormones in the sex, which then can, um, it will affect your libido, will affect your overall feelings, the way you are, the way you feel, the way you um, identify. There's many factors into this, and it can be very intense, but this is still part of a health conversation, but we don't always get discuss it. But in addition to that, our hormones within our sexual life in our, in our body is directly affected into this. So that those hormones that help with productivity, sensitivity, detoxifications, these are all encompassing with like estrogen, testosterone, androgen, cortisol, progesterone. It's a little bit more complex, but basically, you know, the hormones within the body, um, have, an effect on our overall um, many aspects of what's going on. And so this, well, I'll go into greater detail in other um, podcasts, but, and I'll get other guests on here. I just have one podcast um, coming up from um, a really amazing uh, sex counselor and coach. She's like a coach and she talks about sexual health within the body and how people are afraid to kind of surpass certain things because they um, are identifying things in their life that has really gotten them to be afraid of, you know, them and their partner. Um, addition, as I talk about in the hormonal side, you know, there's, um, it's a little bit complex, but, you know, uh, estrogen, testosterone, androgen, cortisol, progesterone, these are just some types of, um, hormones within the body that are needed to help, um, you know, produce, be produced to, you know, you to get through and to, um, um, do many of, uh, life's, uh, um, work. And when you have a low of one of these in the body, it can be a direct reflection of either an increase of inflammation or a decrease in, um, some sort of mood or brain fog. There's always some sort of symptom that may come out because of one of these being off. So hormonal therapy is part of the sexual health because it is, it's part of a lot of aspects, but this, I put it in this area as a necessity in the wellness area. Now, number 10, I talk about environmental health. Now, what the heck is environmental health? Well, some of us may say um, it's kind of start, let's start with environmental health first off with your home. So imagine you are trying to build the cleanest home that you live in. Now, to do that, you need to make sure the home that you're living in is decreased with mold, decreased with water stagnant. You don't, if you live in an old house, making sure that there's no lead, mercury, excess metals. In addition to that, do you have a water filtration system, one for your shower or something um, in addition to 
beauty products or um, soaps, cleaning products? What do you use on an everyday that you may not even realize may affect your overall health? Because in these products are these chemicals and um, preservatives and, and additives that are very harmful and you may not even realize that you're consuming them. A great resource and one resource that I've seen, there's a couple of them, but a great one is called the Environmental Working Group. And if you look up any beauty product, any um, cleaning product, even paint, um, um, there's other one called, I think, cleanlabels.org that um, you need to know what you're being exposed to, you know, it could be as simple as a nail polish to, um, cleaning supplies to, um, the paint on your wall to the, um, different, uh, water that you're consuming. I mean, there's many of things, but simple steps can help you, um, take simple steps that you can take that can help kind of keep your home and start your environment off well. So other um, aspects that can um, be in addition to toxins just in home environment is if you had a renovation, that kind of stirs up um, a lot of old dust and old things. And in addition, it stirs up your emotions. And in addition, excuse me, it can also stir up like bugs and old things like cockroaches and and mice, mosquitoes, and all of those things also can affect um, your overall health because even in your backyard, um, there you know could be an infestation of something. Um, there is an additional um, aspects is uh, dental health. So environmental um, aspects could be fillings in your mouth could have um, mercury or some type of um, metal. Uh, other way, other things are foods that you consume, um, that can let you know that's another looking at your labels. Um, we can talk about that in another, and I think I've discussed that in one podcast, the labels that, um, and foods that you eat, the more whole food, the more, um, consuming of vegetables and, and that, or even you have to clean even the vegetables that you eat. You still would have to clean them because they may have pesticides on them. So that in itself can, the environment can trigger your health also. Some of those things are out of your control, but some of them are in your control. So that's why I say, let's start with your home and yourself, and then let's see if you can control that environment. Then let's go to, let's say your car. Okay. What's in the car? How are you driving? Is it an electric? Is it a hybrid? Is it, um, are you in the indoors driving a lot? Are you outdoors? Are you opening the windows? Are you, what cleaning supplies are you using? What, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't realize. Where do you work? What kind of, um, are you using anything to any sort of, um, air filter within your car or an air filter, HEPA filter within your home. I have a HEPA filter in my home for myself and my whole family. And it's a large one, you know, it's really very effective and it cleans out a lot of the the, um, debris and and stuff that's lying around. So those are just things I'll put in the show notes, a couple of um, items that I use in my home, you know, some uh, cleaning supplies, filter, uh, water cooler thing, 
um, some lotions, free and clear, the less, the better. And if you have, um, I can also send in and put in some resources. So those are just kind of, I'm just giving you just the surface of environmental health can still affect your, your health overall. Um, now number 11 is genetics. So our genetics within our body, or we can also say pre-birth genetics, how we were conceived, what our genetics say about us, and then birth to now. So just because our genetic composition may say that we are predisposed for a certain disease or process, or we have certain telomeres, telomeres would let you know the length of time that you will be living, or your genetic composition says that you are um, going to need this, or you have that does not mean necessarily that you will have these disease processes. It does though, say what you may be predisposed to. So what it does is it kind of gives you an awareness. Now, the problem is, is people may get a genetic report and they say, oh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm predisposed to have diabetes. I'm predisposed to have cardiac disease. So that means, oh, well, I, that's it. doesn't matter. I'm going to have that. But instead, what they should do is say, I have the opportunity to change my life so that I don't get diabetes. And if I do, let, and if it, so say if it's type one, something you can't change, and that's genetically predispositioned in you, I have that, then I'm going to manage it in the best way that I can. Or I have XYZ genetics in my family. I'm going to get it. You may or may not trigger that genetic disorder or disease. But if you do know how to manage it, take control of your health, take control because you actually have those opportunities. The problem is, is most of us are, I'm not going to say lazy, but just become complacent. We get scared. We don't want to do the work and we're not willing to just see what others may not be seeing. We're not aware. We're just not aware. In addition to our genetics, we talk about the, so they just kind of give you like the information, the awareness, but that doesn't align with you. Um, Another time I'm going to talk to you about my six A steps, right? Initially, this gives you an awareness of who you are and your genetics, but that does not give you, that's not the end story. That's not it. You know, you have the opportunity to manage your health better. This just kind of just gives you information. Um, And they even, I mean, the genetics is getting to the point where it can be so personalized. You're even going to know what foods you can eat, your blood type is best for, your blood type even will tell you what foods you should eat, what what your predispositions are. And that just gives you just kind of like the marker of like, this is what I could do. These are what I, it's kind of just a little steps. And if you don't follow them, that's your fault, not you know, not your genetics. They're just there as just like a, a sign with this also comes in and it's a little complex. I won't go into this 
at this moment too much, but mitochondrial health. And that usually comes on the mother side of the mitochondrial health. So when um, doing consultations with individuals and learning about their um, birth story and, and things that happen, um, how are you able to overcome those initial challenges? And then if your birth story or things that have happened to you may not have be ideal, how can we kind of circle back and kind of decrease those events? So for example, my birth story is not great. You know, it doesn't give that butterflies and rainbows vaginal delivery. It was not. I was a um, premature baby at two and a half pounds. I was in a NICU for a number of months. I had to go on. I didn't have breast milk. You know, I was too fed. I had a lot of um, nutritional deficiencies. Um, and my, you know, mother prenatal care was horrendous. I was unfortunately um, adopted. I thankfully adopted, but, you know, I was unfortunately had horrible, you know, prenatal care. And I was lacking in a lot of um, elements. So, but does that mean that my story, my birth story, my pre-story, my mitochondrial health may not have been a hundred percent thought of? And it and it seems like that part was, oh goodness, you know that this is this is it. That's my story. I'm never going to get better. No, it doesn't, because I'm doing quite well now. I've changed that story. I rewrote that story. I worked hard. I take care of myself. I did the work on the inside, on the outside. I still do it every single day. And that's what I try to tell everybody else. This is work. It's a work in progress each and every day, but I want to be healthier. I want to have less brain fog. I want to be the best person that I can be not every day I have, I have moments. I'm not even just talking about personality wise. I'm just talking about from the inside out. I wanted to be the best person that I can be, but just because some of my genetics may have said one thing does not mean that is my story. And that's part of what I want you to understand. We keep rewriting these patterns and these stories and this family history and these traumas and these things. And we don't re realize that we have the opportunity to change that. Now, um, my last goal for optimal wellness is talking about your purpose, your life goal in your health. Now, this may come at a later time in your life. This may come on early. This depends upon what you are doing. You know, what is first the reason I put this toward the last is because you may need to work on other elements of your health in this optimal wellness circle before you can get to your purpose. Now, if you are fortunate enough to be working in something or doing or um, growing toward your life purpose or identifying the job, the achievement, or, or something that represents who you are, I'm so grateful for you for being able to get to that point. I'm grateful for myself at this point to be able to do the work in and helping others in the best that I can and advising them about how my health had to change before I could help others, how I had to identify things 
weren't just a one size fits all. And I had to encompass many aspects of my wellness and many aspects of wellness to grow. And it never is perfect. Um, but to be able to talk about it and, um, bring it to the forefront is part of my passion and to be okay with my past and have grown, um, it's, it's huge. And to now identify the importance of integrative health and mindfulness each and every day and helping others is part of my goal. Now, I don't know what that is for you and where you are right now. And may that may not be an achievement, but as we all call them, mini goals, mini wins, or what's your small like step today? You don't get to zero to a hundred by speed racing. These things take time. You know, I'm, I'm coming to my forties and I had a lot of struggles and the more falls than ups, you know, people always see on social media, all the positives, all the good, but you know what? I always try to emulate the positives, but all of those good things, there were a lot of negatives, but I know those struggles and those points made me grow, made you grow. So when you get to reflect on that and, and each and every day it it may change, um, you know, being a mom now, that's a whole other new challenge. Um, I don't know what that is for you, but, you know, see what that is. And, um, I hope to, you know, this podcast and uh, YouTube channel is a form of information and just kind of a, a reset for you to kind of just think of, you know, where you are in your path, um, of this optimal wellness goal of mindfully using integrative health and, and functional health to get better, realizing there's no one pill fix and identifying, you know, as I talk about the six A's in greater detail, where are you awareness? Are you aware of where you're at? How are you aligned in your overall wellness? What actions are you going to take? How are you presenting yourself authentically into the world? Are you accepting your choices or are you growing from them? And are you able to adapt even when the changes happen? Well, thank you so much today for joining in on this mindfully integrative podcast and YouTube channel. And I hope each and every day you find a mindful way to being better in your optimal self. Namaste. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G., reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.